happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet for wiener. Oh, listen, Laverne, shit face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. All right, just like that, we're in the second hour. Hey, welcome aboard. Folks, you have found the Barbecue Central Show. It's the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. And this show happens to take place in Cleveland, Ohio. It is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city and the barbecue capital of the North Coast. Let me tell you something. If you ever utter the words barbecue capital of the North Coast and you're in Fort Worth, Texas in an Uber... They laugh at you. Granted, they don't understand what the hell I'm saying, but they hear barbecue capital, and if it's not followed by whatever city in Texas you're in, they are pissed. (laughs) They obviously didn't know who I was. That's all right. Not everybody knows that there is another barbecue capital outside of the Carolinas and Texas and Memphis and Kansas City. It's the barbecue capital of the North Coast. Where's the North Coast? Well, it's right here in Cleveland. You can't go any further north until you get in. That's the North Coast. Then there's the lake. So the coast on the lake is the North Coast. That's what I'm calling it. But the lady in the Uber at NBBQA laughed at me. Where are you guys from? Barbecue capital of the North Coast. Barbecue capital? (laughs) Cleveland? Yeah, Cleveland, Ohio, not Texas or Tennessee. Is there a Cleveland, Tennessee? One of those. Cleveland, Texas, Cleveland, Tennessee, whatever. But I said Cleveland, Ohio, and then barbecue capital of the North Coast, and uh, she had had it at that point. I was surprised she didn't bounce me out of the cab or the Uber, as it were. John Dawson weighing in subject line, Rempyism, here it is. And I quote... Blowing the lid off the very foundations. That's great. That's one of my best ones. Blowing the lid off the foundations. Because before you pour the foundation, you put the lid on the ground, and then you pour foundation on the top of it. Some people might call those footers. I call it the lid. That's why I said blowing the lid off the foundations. Now, some of you might be thinking I would have been better served by, say, shaking the very foundations or things of this nature. But I think we all know me well enough by now to know that I'm going to be choosing my own words. I'm big enough. I'll choose my words that I want. So blowing the lid off of the foundations is what I'm going to use because that's how I think. Also, John weighing in, Remps, is it really a good thing that Aussies are apparently adopting the American 
homogenization of barbecue. He votes no. By the way, John, I concur with you on that. Uh, they are quickly adopting the way barbecue was being done over here. So as I kind of lightly, and not that he has anything to do with it, took Brett Galloway to task on some items that may or may not concern me a little bit more than others. Like Brad Barrett has to absolutely be licking the SCA right now because everybody, I mean, if 93% of a sanctioning body are using your product, that's a pretty good stranglehold. And I get it. You want to use products that are good, that you can count on, great quality. All of those things fit the bill when it comes to Brad Barrett's grill grates. Absolutely. Have a set of my own on my old Weber. I'm a fan. I said, I'm a fan, not a man. I'm a man. So I'm not saying that it's like bad. All I'm saying is if you have, you see what I'm saying. You know, you see what I'm saying. If somebody was new coming onto the scene, somebody would tell them, or at least 93 to 95% of cooks would tell them, you got to get grill grates. So are you going to be a cook that's going to decide to not use grill grates because maybe you don't want to spend a little extra money or I, I, I don't know why. I can't give you a good reason. You like the grill grates that's on your grill right now? You like the grill grates that the Weber Kettle has? The OEM grates? Who knows? Maybe you have a set of your own cast iron grill grates. Maybe use man grate. I don't know. But the concern is, what are you training the judges to look for? You can tell a judge, don't look for this. Don't count that. It doesn't matter if it has this or that. But they're humans and they have eyes and they see what is going in front of them. And if the majority of things that are going in front of them look like the same, what are they going to expect the next time? It's just human nature. So the concern is that they're getting more into a tunnel vision type situation much earlier than competition barbecue ever got. But again, easy point of entry. It's 250 bucks to get in more or less. You could win a thousand bucks. It paid down. I think money started being handed out in fifth place at that celebrity contest. It was exciting, man. I'll be honest. It was very exciting. Still to come on the show, Tyson Traeger. That'll be next segment. Then I'll recap National Barbecue and Grilling Association's conference to close out the show. You know, in its third week in the news cycle, if you can believe it, gravy in some form keeps emerging. And while I was at MBBQA last week, it sounded like, and he's in the chat room on YouTube, it sounded like longtime centralite and proud Canadian Jason King teased me a picture of what appeared to be a potential video shoot of the Jeff Stone suggested booze teen dish. Yeah, baby. Jason, my man, do not tease me with this. Do not do that. Remember, the first person to send me video of a booze teen 
which again, if you need clarification, two weeks ago, Mike Lang was on from another pint, please. He talked about how he had just recently come across poutine. He said he didn't get to Canada a lot. I don't get to Canada ever, but I knew what poutine was because it's delicious. It's French fries that I love. It's gravy that I love. It's bacon put on that over cheese curds. How don't you know about that? People in New Mexico know about poutine. It's delicious. Anyway, he had just found out about it. Then I did a rant at the top of that next hour about KFC encouraging its customers to make gravy-laced cocktails. Then the week after that, last week, there was a shortage of gravy because you people were drinking too many gravy-laced cocktails. And then, wouldn't you know it, Kinger's got a video up on the tweeter with a picture of booze and gravy and french fries and cheese curds saying, you have fun at your NBBQA. I'm going to make the booze team. I love that. So remember this, the first person to send me video of a real booze teen and you're eating it or a cocktail being made with gravy. Here's the best case scenario. Booze teen food, gravy cocktail chaser. You get to lead a show. I will quickly intro the show. And how, no matter how long that video is, as long as it's within, you know, six minutes, (laughs) keep it tight, keep it tight. You will lead the show. I will give you the announcement or the intro, Barbecue Central show, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. This is how you get in touch with the show. And here's the booze teen video. And by the way, that guy that's making that booze teen is washing down the booze teen with a gravy laced Manhattan. Or gravy-laced margarita. Or whatever it is you want to put gravy in to drink. I will run the video two weeks in a row. If you put gravy on ice and drank straight gravy cocktail. Barkeep, I'll take gravy neat. That's what I want. Gravy neat. (laughs) So, Kinger, I know you hear me calling you out. You did it to yourself. You posted a picture. You had all weekend to come with Booze Teen. I'm going to allow editing. Okay, I'm going up. So, hey, let's do this. I'll give you editing time. I'm going to give you space. I just know you did not tease me with Booze Teen. You're gonna, I know you're going to make it happen. You're going to deliver it like a newborn. And you will lead the show. Pumping you up. Come on, Kinger. Don't let me down, bro. All right, Tyson Traeger coming up out of the break. Let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the number one online shop for anything barbecue. Their curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been pitmaster approved by Sterling Ball. From award-winning rubs and sauces to American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa has something for everybody. If you're a backyard fanatic, if you're a competition pro, we have something for you. How about their championship rubs and seasonings? Flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition and backyard scene. Big Papa's has 13 
perfectly balanced flavors that will transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. Whether you're cooking to impress judges or friends, Big Papa's has award-winning rubs and seasonings that just won't disappoint. Also, they've teamed up with Simply Marvelous to form the West Coast offense. Over the past few years, West Coast has cornered the market and redefined the flavor profile that cooks across the country have begun to aim for. Big Papa's also has online exclusive for Simply Marvelous rubs. Stop by and pick up some today. They're also the proud owner of Granny's award-winning barbecue sauce. If you're looking for a new go-to sauce that will please everyone, Granny's traditional yet powerful flavor that reminds us why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. You can find Granny sauce and other top sauces at BigPapaSmokers.com. And aside from their premium selection of rubs and sauces, Big Papa Smokers offers the very best pellet, charcoal, and wood cookers available today. Looking for an easy-to-use smoker? How about the Mac 2 Star General Pellet Grill? Big Papa Smokers is the exclusive Mac dealer and even offers special packages. Not a fan of pellet smokers? Take a look at the old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. And if you're a backyard barbecue enthusiast looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever, the M Grill is just what you need. They're built like tanks. I saw them in person. They're built like tanks. Not sure what kind of grill you need? You can't go wrong with any of the grills or smokered features at BigPapaSmokers.com. They have something for every kind of backyard cook. It's clear that Big Papa Smokers is the place to go for all things barbecue. Everything featured on their website has been hand-selected to help you barbecue better. Boost your barbecue skills with the help of Big Papa Smokers, the number one online barbecue store in the forevers. You can call them toll-free at 877-828-0727 or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. All right, Tyson Traeger coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. The only show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue Bible. Bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Championship pitmasters are winning with Smithfield, and you can too. Commit to cooking with Smithfield this 2018 barbecue season. You will receive smoke and swag for participating. There's only a few requirements to sign up. Pay a small shipping fee of 25 bucks. And be a member of one of the sports sanctioning bodies. Be sure to come back and track your first place pork finishes and ribs with the Walking with Smithfield incentive program. Once a Smithfield committed cook, show your Smithfield pride by hashtagging show us your Smithfield limited to 500. So get there first. All right. My first guest in the second hour is bringing a brand new idea to the outside patio heater market and outdoor cooking segment. If you're a fan of wood pellets and you troll the web for the latest and greatest pellet items, you might have seen this one already, but if you haven't, we're here to talk about wood pellet products and first timer to the show, Tyson Traeger joining me. Tyson, how are you, buddy? Howdy. I'm doing great this Tuesday evening. Uh, Appreciate you making time here, Tyson, and a lot of items to get to here this evening, I guess, before we start rolling down the product lines because we have kind of two definitive segments that I wanted to touch on, the heaters and the uh, the grills or the, the the portable cookers or whatever you call them there that are really cool looking. Um, little background yep. about yourself. I mean, I would imagine that I'm not going out on too much of a limb. 
you see your last name, you think of pellets, you think of Traeger cookers. Could it be coincidence that your last name is just Traeger and you're into this thing, or is there some type of a lineage? Uh, most people have blood going through their veins. I have pellets. <laughs> you came out of a, a baby yeah. pellet, right? Yeah, little baby pellet. Probably alder. Started out as alder. Now I'm more cured as mesquite, I think. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Uh, Tyson Traeger joining me here on the show. So uh, you obviously kind of, so did you come up in the family business or were you just kind of around it in an ancillary degree? Of course. Traeger started out as a small family business. It was it was no more than my grandfather and his brothers uh, on a pipe dream. Um, they, you know, obviously had their work cut out for them in the beginning when you're bringing a new product forth to the world and nobody has any clue what it is and how it works. And that's the battle. The, the battle is going out, hitting the pavement, and really being um, everything passionate about what you're doing, and that's it. you got to believe in your product. And I'm bringing that forth with my new business, Wood Pellet Products, and our, our new stuff. But um, back in the day, it was. It was uh, my dad um, essentially having his kids out there on the street handing out chicken legs. And that's what made Traeger. It, it became uh, known as a household name only, you know, 15, 20 years later. Um, so really the hard work in the beginning came from, yes, all of the family members, cousins, aunts, uncles, everybody out there doing their part. It's certainly a, a leading brand out there, probably the leading brand out there in the pellet market. Are you, uh, are you surprised that, well, I guess it would be two ways. Are you surprised where the pellet market is now or are you surprised that it isn't bigger than it is now? Uh, my wife just cooked a pork loin for dinner. Um, she don't cook. <laughs> so the, you know, the ability to allow these women and these people that are inexperienced cooked to hop on a barbecue and make something incredible. That's what a pellet grill does for you. And there's, there's no way around it. You know, anybody that's had off of one of these grills, they're going to believe you and they're going to become a believer and they're going to want one themselves. And that's what's happening. Everybody's getting the taste. And they're, you know, once they once they have a little chicken leg, they're done. Tyson Traeger joining me here on the show, woodpelletproducts.com, the website if you want to check it out here while we're chatting it up. Uh, you seem to be quite an outdoorsman, Tyson. Is that uh, safe to assume? Yeah, no, our whole family, that's kind of where the uh, the whole wild game side of the, the business comes from. You know, my grandfather back in the day invented a lot of products uh, that never made it to the market. And a lot of those revolved around the outdoors. Uh, my family, avid bird hunters. Uh, I grew up uh, deer hunting and elk hunting. And yeah, um, you know, later on in life, becoming more of a fisherman. Uh, so, uh, of course, the outdoors, I think, and pellet grilling and just fire in general, you know, all connect. And, and, it, and that's what we're after. We're after that demographic that likes to get outside. So as you are living that outdoor lifestyle and, you know, maybe you're into camping or you figure you got to eat and you want to stay warm, um, are all of these products that you have out now kind of in your brain and you're thinking, hey, I'm cold. If I had this kind of uh, item with me or I could cook on this kind of an item because it's portable, it would make my outdoor lifestyle a little bit more enjoyable and you decided to start working on those products? Yeah, plain and simple. Uh, if I could uh, basically invent the Traeger grill over again, I would. But it's been done, right? <laughs> so, so what's the next step for me? For me, you know, that business disappeared uh, when, when the family sold Traeger. Yeah. And so the next step is, all right, take what I know, and let's apply it to something that, that I need. 
And honestly, for me, the number one thing was heat. I have these hands. I was a quarterback in high school, right? My hands, cold games, they just didn't work, yep. right? And so there's there's a lot of dudes out there like that that they need that little extra comfort to, to get them outdoors. Um, they don't have the ability, you know, to to bring these giant propane heaters with them or, you know, buy these big catalytic heaters. Um, this is just a simple, easy, portable option for people that need heat. And um, a gravity feed system that I designed, yeah, now we're seven years in and it is refined. It is awesome. Uh, basically, you can just continue to use and use and use this product without it fluctuating temperature and it burns clean the entire time. That's the gift, you know, from being able to R&D something uh, in this country, making a product in this country. You get to redefine your product over and over again um, and making it better and better each round. And so now we're, we're you know, we got something awesome to offer the public. And uh, these these timber hitters, yes, they get hot. That's what we're selling. We're selling heat. Tyson, let's go ahead and break it down a little bit for the folks that maybe haven't seen them or they're just tuning in for the show for the first time. Are you able to kind of paint a picture of how they look and how they're operating? Yeah, so our goal was to basically try and mimic a propane patio heater. Uh, aesthetically, we're trying to match it. So people, when they see it, they know that it's a patio heater. Uh, second, our, our primary concern is heat, right? If we're going to be a heater company, we need to make sure that we do something that nobody else does. And so we focus on how much can we basically get out of this product, BTU-wise. And so we crank that thing up. We, we, we start at the top, and then we back down. And, and, and that is what we've built our product around. It's, it's built on the, the concept of the product, which is maximum BTUs. So with that, you get a very well-built product, quality built, because it has to withstand high temperatures. But aesthetically, you get a really nice-looking product because you got mostly stainless steel components throughout the unit. You have a nice, tall, long neck like you do on a propane patio heater with a top reflector. And then at the, the bottom is your firebox. And that's where typically you would use a propane uh, bottle. But in this case, our power is wood pellets. And so on the back side, you have a hopper, and that hopper, you lift open the lid and pour the pellets in. They funnel themselves down into what we call a fire pot, mm -hmm. and you do manually light this product, but you simply open a door and fire gel or charcoal lighting fluid onto the pile of pellets, light a match, and shut the door. And essentially, the, the product's design is by Venturi effect. And for people that don't know what that is, the, the way a hot air balloon goes up in the sky, right, is a matter of changing the ambient temperature uh, by 15 degrees, in fact, uh, for a hot air balloon to go up. So what's happening is you're creating velocity from hot air. Mm -hmm. And by putting it in a restricted pipe, so for us, it's a six-inch diameter pipe, um, essentially a normal stove pipe is, is what people would, would remember it as coming out of a, a wood stove. And, and that creates what we call the Venturi effect when the hot air goes through that. And we're utilizing that natural draft that's created by that heat going through the pipe to allow air coming in through the fuel, a lot like a forge. And so we've been able to refine this process and engineer it to the point where the fuel can continue to burn, new fuel can continue to enter in. It's basically just a log jam when the pellets are burning. They're reducing in size, right? They're yep. turning into ash. And so more pellets are then able to fall into place. And it's just a consistent cycle. Um, temperature comes from a little damper dial on the front. You basically get a high and a medium temperature. 
But I'll tell you what, everybody, they're always burning it on high because nothing <laughs> compares, right, to that wood stove that you're, you know, you're backing up to and you're, and you're feeling that heat on yeah. your legs. And yep. it, it makes all the difference in the world when you're using wood for heat. When I'm on the website and you do the side-by-side comparison of whether it's the, is it the big timber or the, the little timber or the large timber and the small timber, whatever it is, you can see it looks like you're using some type of a of a FLIR type of a of a thermal camera. You thermal can see, image. yeah. So you got the thermal image, and so my wife bought me a propane outdoor patio heater for Christmas. Um, you know, this was pro- about a month before I found the the little timber, of course. And you know, it's if it if the wind isn't blowing, you know, the top of my head gets pretty hot. And if I'm standing just a little bit outside of that reflector thing, I might get some heat on like mid chest and that's about it. Uh, If I stand too close, the top of my head really gets hot because I'm bald. Um, But, you know, from hips down, um, you know, whatever the weather is, uh, that's kind of where it is. Uh, The heat is mostly torso up. But when you look at your thermal image, you have heat coming out of the base unit. And then you also can see it coming. It looks like it's radiating out of the uh, the top of the tube, and then from the reflector shield as well. So you have more of a, an overall heat component. It seems like. Right, uh, you're you're thinking, you know, a propane heater, great conceptual idea, right? Heat the outdoors. Um, <laughs> to fact, actually, in Europe, propane heaters were banned uh, mm. because there's yet to be an alternative. Uh, no, now we are the um, new alternative to Europe. We just yeah. entered Europe. Uh, but there was a ban on, on propane patio heaters that couldn't be enforced. Uh, now there is. The reason for this ban is because propane patio heaters, basically they're saying the amount of fuel that's spent in one night or eight hours worth of use yeah. is enough to heat a home for a week. Wow. And so they're saying the carbon emissions and the waste of fuel is just ridiculous. Um, so if you just think common sense, you know, what, what do we use to warm ourselves, you know, when we're outside in the woods? Yeah, fire. It's a campfire. Yep. And, and, and that's on the ground. And, and we can understand that and we can feel it. And it just makes sense. So for us to enter this world as an alternative uh, to propane patio heaters, uh, we, we have to come out loud. And the biggest one is heat. And, and that's what's going to get people's attention. But there's so many more benefactors, you know, the ecological benefactor, um, economical because of the fuel cost is so, so much less. You're really talking a quarter of the operating cost versus propane. And this is, uh, getting, these are heat pellets. They're not uh, food grade wood pellets like a lot of pellets. us would. Know. Yeah, right. That's right. That's right. So typically you'll find a 40 pound bag in usually a farm and feed store or any hardware store. Uh, for four to five dollars a bag wow. for forty pounds, wow. you know, so you're you're really getting a lot of fuel for very little money, and then um, we stretch that fuel obviously through the duration of uh, how long you're sitting in front of the heater. A typical bag lasts eight hours, um, so you know you're under, you're you're basically pennies on the dollar um, versus when you're using a propane heater and you're spending a couple of bucks an hour. So uh, restaurant owners in particular are really going to find our new big timber um the the answer for their commercial applications and uh that's for us that's a big strategy because that's going to allow the public to see our product what kind of a price point are we looking at between a little timber and a big timber so about 200 bucks um and what we're we're going to offer uh for uh the the show that uh 
we have today, we're, we're going to give you a coupon code, um, and it's barbecue for you. And that's a 20% off our website. Really? So that's wow. going to be only good to people listening to your show. <laughs> Is that so BBQ, the number four and the letter U? That's correct. Wow. 20% off. That's unbelievable. And they, they, it's awesome. they can go on today and, okay. and get that right now. That's unbelievable. Totally unexpected. I appreciate that, man. Yep. Yep. You're welcome. So, you know, we're, we're really in the mode of trying to get this product out there. And the best thing that we got going for us is the word of mouth that's taken off with our product. You know, people love hanging out around their grills. They love using our product to help, you know, bring people around, bring people together. Um, so it's, it's all about community. That's what we're here for. Tyson, I'm in the, in the mindset that bigger is better. Is it okay if I wanted to put a big timber on my backyard instead of a little timber? Well, it's all about BTU. So most guys are, you know, really trying to figure that out themselves when they're making that difference between the little and the big. The biggest difference is going to be heat. You're talking an extra 12,000 BTUs, Ooh. and that translates essentially two feet further. So a little timber will reach about 10 feet away from the heater. So 10-foot radius from the heaters will where you will stop feeling heat. Wow. On a big timber, you would feel it from 12 feet away. And so you, you do get that much more of a spread, about 200 square feet more. Um, but the ambience, you have three times the size of glass window. So you've really got a big old ripping fire in there, and you can see the whole thing on a big timber. Little timber, a little bit smaller windows. Um, and then burn time, three and a half hours on a big timber, an hour and a half to two hours on a little timber. Uh, and we do offer what we call hopper extensions, so you can reach these long durational uses, like for commercial applications. Uh, is there a lot of assembly that needs to be done here? Because uh, to be honest, I'm not very handy. No, we go through the process of what we call pimming our parts. So all you need to do is go in and insert the bolts into the holes and just tighten them up. So there's no holding a nut behind holes and whatnot. And we also provide a YouTube video so you can hop on there and follow through uh, instructions. The other side, by the way, if you're totally aghast and you need to get over to that website and use the coupon code BBQ, the numeral four and the letter U, get you 20% off today um, if you're listening here. So the other side is the cookers. And, you know, these things look like you just took a, an old-timey kitchen stove to a certain degree and brought it outside. You can cook on the top. There's a grill. There's a flat top. It's pretty cool looking. And an oven. You got it. You got it. You know, at the beginning of the conversation, when you're trying to figure out what to call that thing, I tell you the truth, Greg, we still haven't figured out what to call that thing. <laughs> um, we are focusing this summer. We're changing our marketing tactics to call it more of a camp stove. Um, yeah, it's like an old wood cook stove, but mini, right? Yep. Uh, we love the fact that you can cook on the top of it. That, to me, has really been my favorite part of the grill. Uh, griddles, pots, pans, you know, doing, doing the skillet. You know, there's all kinds of interactive things that you can cook when you have a cooktop available. So instead of running inside and doing that on the oven while we're all out on the grill, which is where we want to be, you can put a gravity grill right next to your pellet grill and be able to cook all those veggies and, you know, keep a piece of meat warm while you're trying to cook something else. And it's just this interactive tool that, yes, goes right next to a pellet grill, uh, not necessarily to replace it, but 
the biggest factor is that it is non-electric. The same components that are in our patio heaters that are patented are also inside of the gravity grills. Hmm. We're talking about a pellet grill that does not use electricity. So there's there's a lot of a lot of going on inside of technology wise inside of the gravity grills, but component wise, it's the yep. same as a, a patio heater. Hmm. But we do allow other fuels to be burned in our gravity grills. Uh, we make them so they can accept real wood, charcoal, and pellets. So you're not limited when you decide that oh, I want to cook a steak over an open fire, and you know do something different. Uh, it's something that people just don't have the option with their current cooking um, appliances outside. And you said these are all made here in the USA as well? They're made 100% here in the USA, wow. and they're made especially um, by Oregonians that we don't want to associate uh, outside of the, the essentially the state. We're trying to keep everything. We're trying to build this business on uh, an Oregon business, right? So we're trying to focus on uh, a lot and most all of our components coming from Oregon. There are some things like our, our grills that go inside our oven that uh, cannot be manufactured in state. But our focus is putting everything that we can on this grill made in this state. Tyson, let me ask you. Not two, just this country. Let me ask you two follow-up questions in regards to that. Uh, I mean, anybody that is in manufacturing always wants to build stuff here, right? I mean, you live here, you want to put people to work here, you want to provide a quality product. And I think anything that's built in the United States uh, synonymously has a certain quality level that goes along with it. But then there's how competitive am I in the market? And, you know, could I potentially go offshore with it, build something that's kind of close and be able to come back with something that might be whatever is a little bit more affordable or whatever is deemed a little bit more affordable. Do you ever worry about staying in country and how that is going to affect the price point or not even a consideration? Yeah. Uh, you know, it all goes back to my family. My family never wanted to uh, manufacture overseas. You know, the business was brought up in the 80s and it wasn't a thing. You, you didn't make things, um, you know, overseas. We, we built them here. Yep. And so, you know, and, and later on when this company was sold, the decision was to continue manufacturing in the U.S., and they did. They tried it for a little while, and then they said, oh, no, we're a big business. What do we do? We go make money, and that's where China comes in. But the, the, the difference for me, Greg, is you, you got to think about it a little bit deeper. Do you really want to be cooking your prized piece of meat that you got from the local butcher that got from a local cow <laughs> on something some Japanese guy or Chinese guy that you don't know has anything to do with what you're cooking on your grill? Uh, no. You, you, you want to cook your food on something that you know was well-built and is going to help support a neighbor because cooking for your family is essentially everything to everybody. Yeah. That's what we live for is, is meals and food and that time together. So, no, I, I don't like things manufactured in China. Uh, I know it's, you know, in the big corporate world, something that they feel is impossible. But uh, our, our president just made a big decision. Uh, it, it affects me really negatively, you know, right off the bat, because it does put a huge damper on our margin. Uh, our metal increases over the last period have just been ridiculous. Yeah. And it, it, is, it has hurt us 
you know, really, really beyond what somebody, uh, just a normal consumer would be able to understand because, um, those prices for bigger companies won't get hit, you know, until say a year, you know, uh, six months down the road, because they're able to absorb some of these increases that they, they're able to amorate these future costs into, you know, the, these products. But, um, you know, it'll come in time. We'll see what happens with all that. It, probably what you would expect is, you know, the class like barbecues and, and, and other metal products, the price is increasing. Mm-hmm. Um, but until, you know, that evens out, yeah, there's there's a game out there. It's people don't want to spend, uh, you know, more than what they can afford. And right now, a lot of people can't afford, you know, more than that four or $500 grill. But you're really going to get what you pay for. And, and that's what people have to understand is, you know, they're able to cut costs in other countries because they are reducing materials. They are cutting corners and they don't really care about their customer because they're not in their country. And so for us, um, it's everything opposite of that. We make it, we make it great. We make it because we're proud of it. We know people are going to love it and we're going to stand behind it. And that's what people want. People want to know where it came from, how it was built and the story behind it. And eventually we'll get to that point where people really start to understand what that means. Yeah, it's, uh, um, and we're slowly getting there. It's kind of like what uh, people are now with their meat. They want to know where it was from, how it was raised, how it's dispatched. It's all kind of coming full circle now, yeah. especially in the manufacturing as well. From a traction point, sure. Tyson, um, how is the business running? Um, how are you distributing? Is it all through Internet? How are you looking to grow here over the next couple of years? So our first five years were really difficult, right? You're inventing the product, you're trying to refine it, you're trying to get people to carry it, and you don't have the margins. You don't have the margins because you're trying to offer the product at a fair market value. They're comparing our product right now to that cheap $150 propane patio heater at wherever, Target or wherever. (laughs) So for us, you know, we have to sell what we have to sell the difference yeah. we have to sell the necessity and and that's heat and now that we've got 4500 heaters out there there's all these people turning them heaters on and how many people are being affected by that so all of a sudden our business is rolling and we did take a direct approach uh last year selling direct um trying you know, it's the wild west of the internet. Everybody's trying to figure out if they're going to be able to make it or not as a manufacturer um, in the small business world. And um, you see companies like Mac, you know, going direct. And, yep. and, and those are big, that's a big deal. And, and so we are small enough that we were able to experiment a little bit with that without hurting the existing dealers that we do have. And um, we, we had a lot of success with that. We planted a lot of seeds out there is the way we looked at it. And now we are rolling and we have to allow the product to get in position and that is on the floor so we open the doors back up to wholesale and uh we're seeing a ton of guys come right right ahead right on in the doors and it's great because um that essentially is opening up all these other doors for us that's going to lead us you know essentially we want to be back in every mom and pop shop that i myself called on when i was a 27 year old kid trying to get traeger grills on everybody's block and uh and that's a good experience for me too i I love talking to you know um all of the these 
mom and pop stores that have been around forever. You know, they're such good people and they have that sense of pride where they want to sell something uh, that's made local, made in the U.S. Uh, and something they can stand behind. So it's fun. It's fun getting back in that game. Tyson, let me ask you one last question. I appreciate the time tonight. When I fire up the liquid propane heater that my wife got me, if the wind blows even delicately, the heat gets wiped away. So straight shooting, don't lie, bring it to a straight live and direct here in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city. If this, if it's windy outside, is it affected substantially? Yes. Okay. And let me tell you what we've done to make sure that doesn't happen to you. All right. And what I mean by happen, I mean tip over and ruin your patio heater. (laughs) (laughs) We designed our product to be portable. Part of the benefit of a fireplace or a campfire, you know, is that 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 warmth is created where you are. But with something portable like this, this patio heater, that means that you go to the tailgate, you go to the Christmas party, you go to the Halloween patch, wherever you're going you have this ability to bring this heater with you. I've never heard of a propane patio heater being portable. Once they're assembled, essentially that's it. Yep. They're in place. Yep. And so for us, that's a, that's a big difference in our product. But we also did just come out with a new safety cage. It's on our elite versions. It's also available as an accessory. It reinforces the stability of our stovepipe. And also makes it so you cannot touch that stovepipe, which would get hot if you did touch it. So um, we've done the, the, the precautionary things to make sure that our product can withstand um, anything over 20 miles an hour. Otherwise, we recommend get the casters and roll that thing up against the house. You have a code to use tonight. It's BBQ, the numeral four, the letter U, get you 20% off of your orders. How long is that code good for, Tyson? We'll let that run for the next week. Next week. All right. So we got seven days. So next Tuesday it'll expire. I'll keep reminding you guys to take advantage of that. Uh, we are talking with Tyson Traeger. The website, woodpelletproducts.com, breaking down the heaters and the cookers for us this evening. Tyson, really appreciate the time this evening. Great to get to know you, and I look for you again soon. Awesome. Thank you, Grab. You got it. Pleasure having me. There he is. Did you just catch that right at the end? It was a pleasure having him. Yes, it was, Tyson. Yes, it was. That's something I would say. It's a pleasure having me. Yeah, it was. That was good energy right there. I appreciate that. 20% off coupon. I'm going to take advantage after the show. I'm going to get the big timber. I can tell you that. The code BBQ, the number four, the letter U, woodpelletproducts.com. 20% off your order for a week. I will hit you up on the social medias. It will be great. Take advantage if you get it. Set it up and let me know. I, I, I mean, I just want to get it to compare it against that propane cooker, if I'm going to be honest. Tyson Traeger, if you need him. Wood pellets, woodpelletproducts.com. It was a pleasure having him. Hey, I'm going to talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. That's right. Some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. Three different models to choose from on the cooker side, right? You got Jim Bowie. You got Daniel Boone. That's the medium size. You got Davy Crockett. That's the tailgater slash portable version. If you are a portable person and you like the portable version, you're going to really like the Davy Crockett because this thing plugs into your 12 volt. You can also run extension cords if you need to. And, you know, because you don't want to run a huge cooker and you want to get it away from the house or whatever extremely portable. Then you have the midsize, the Daniel Boone. 
This one, you could probably get four or five pork butts in there. If you don't pan them, probably three if you pan them. Jim Bowie, bigger than that. You can probably get six without six, seven, two, four, six, maybe seven, maybe eight pork butts, depending on size. If you pan them, maybe six. It also can come with that like uh, full-size half rack as well, so you can actually increase cookie capacity. Now, the Jim Bowie and the Daniel Boone also can accommodate the high-heat pizza oven insert. You rip out the guts, the grill grates, and deflector pan. And then you move away the heat, that initial heat deflector. And now we have something special. You can put that pizza insert right on top of the burn pot, then put on the pizza stone. Then you drop the dome on it. Set that cooker to 350 degrees. You got 700 degrees on the stone. Basically, whatever you're at on the cooker, double it, and that's where you're at on the stone. I prefer mine around that 610, 615 type of time frame or uh, heat range, I mean. Green Mountain Grills can supply you with pellets as well to fire those cookers. So check them out. Pizza oven insert. If you're going to get the Jim Bowie or the Daniel Boone, just add on the pizza oven insert immediately. Bite the bullet. Get it all. You're going to thank me a hundred times over. There's nothing more fun than barbecuing one day and then setting up pizza party willy for the next day. You can make pizzas in two, three minutes, depending on how hot you got. Again, I prefer to set my cooker around 310, 315. Gets me that 620, 630 on the stone. I find that gives me good product. But you just hit up GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com and check everything out. We'll be back to talk about NBBQA right after this. Stick around. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via the Bluetooth. And if you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're lucky because Fireboard fully integrated with both. Plus, they're learning new skills each and every day. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com. That's F-I-R-E-B-O-A-R-D, fireboard.com, or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. Fireboard. All right, now let me give you your NBBQA recap, the IM Barbecue 2018 convention, or the NBBQA convention that took place last week. Actually, I was leaving on my way to... Fort Worth, Texas. It'll be a week ago tomorrow. Got on the jet old airplane around 1,700, landed in Fort Worth, 1,900 local. So pretty quick trip, all things considered. Went right from the airport over to the facility, which was the River Ranch Stockyards. Now, for those of you that have never been to Fort Worth, Texas and don't know where the River Ranch Stockyards are, it's on 23rd Street just outside of town in the stockyards, the historic stockyards. I've never been, so my first time in. The venue, holding everything else aside, if you have a 
barbecue and grilling convention or some type of a barbecue or grilling function. And I've never been to a National Barbecue and Grilling Association conference ever in my life. I don't know if you could find a more apropos location than the River Ranch Stockyards. You walk in, it's got a very rustic feel. You have a big reception area where they were building breakfast and lunch every day. That led you into the main presentation room. Very big, kind of a a big ballroom, if you will. Looked like you could have some pretty cool wedding receptions in there. They had a big full bar off to one side. And then behind that full bar, which I had just referenced when I was talking to Brett Galloway in the beginning of his segment, there was an additional room. I'm not sure exactly what that room is for. I don't know if that was like a boardroom or extra storage room for things that they need fairly quickly. They just stick them in there. But that ended up being what was termed the green room for all of the luminary barbecue podcasters, webcasters, talk show hosts, and or otherwise. And that was a very nice thing that the National Barbecue and Grilling Association did for us. I don't know a lot of other organizations that are live fire related that necessarily see the value yet or understand the value yet of what podcasting is and does. I don't know if there's a lot of barbecue related stuff just because, you know, from an age demographic, I don't think I'm speaking out of school here when I say that, uh, you know, the majority of people that are in barbecue right now are not young. So with that probably comes not a full understanding of where digital media is today and where technology is today. Just because you have a smartphone does not mean you does not. Andrew, you are not. the It doesn't mean that you are on the cutting edge of technology. So the fact that Stuart Meyer, Angela Iverson, and there were some other barbecue shows that I think were kind of integral and in, in pushing the organization to really see the value. I don't think I was probably one, maybe I was a small portion, but behind the smoke barbecue war stories and best barbecue show, I believe were more on that special interest group and were able to kind of push that agenda of value. So we got our own room. We were able to set up there and do our shows. It was pointed out to me by Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma, Tennessee embedded correspondent, Steve Ray, that in the last seven days, the barbecue central show, let me see if I let me get my calculator out here. So last Tuesday I did a 2-hour show. Then Thursday I did a 3-hour show, Friday 3-hour show, Saturday 3-hour show. We're back here on Tuesday a 2-hour show. So 2 plus 3 is 5 plus 3 is 8 plus 3 is 11 plus 2 is 13. Carry the 1. I did 758 hours of live barbecue television over the last 7 days. That is my math. I am good at math, especially addition razor sharp. In the last seven days, as I conclude here in the next nine minutes, I will have done 13 hours of live broadcast barbecue and grilling related talk. Not recorded. Live barbecue and grilling talk to include three three-hour shows. 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday last week. I got to tell you, it was, you know, I'm not a huge convention guy, but when I'm allowed to cover the industry that I'm passionate about, when I'm allowed to get down there and immediately see Myron Mixon, immediately get in touch with Harry Sue from Slap Yo Daddy, who I haven't seen in years, to reacquaint with Brad Orson from The Shed, from uh, with Shane Draper and Mark Graham from Grilla Grills, Paul Shoddy, meet him in person from Head Country, who's been on this show. I've never met him in person before. I get to meet him. And then from a live show perspective, I get to hang out with the likes of Sterling Smith from Luton Booty, who does the show on Wednesday. I get to open up with the guys from Code 3 Spices, that first guess out of the gate. Are you kidding me? Then I get to end the first day's interview with Mike freaking Mills. 45-minute interview. Retrospective. Where can you go back and learn about Mike Mills, the youth, and where his love for live fire cooking came from and how he built that into 17th Street Barbecue? Oh, by the way, Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. Mike Mills' first business, not barbecue, dentures. Dentures. 1962, Mike Mills started his his, uh, professional career providing false teeth. Next news flash, that business... A few miles away from 17th Street Barbecue, operating this very day. <laughs> the legend has been in the tooth business longer than the barbecue business. <laughs> Just in case the barbecue thing didn't work out, he was falling back on that. Then on Thursday, I'm sorry, that was Wednesday. Uh, that was Thursday. Then on Friday. We lead the show with Kick-Ash Basket. Then we go to, oh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of sorts here. So let me get my calendar up, make sure that I'm properly doing this. All right, so we had uh, Chris from Code 3, Mike Mills, Sterling Smith. Then on Friday, we led off with Chris Lilly. Yeah. Then we went to Sean Walcheff. Then we went to Linda Orson, former NBBQA president, and who was widely considered to be the one who has really righted the ship or provided a new laser-focused direction for NBBQA to go in. Great interview. A little bit of knowledge about Linda Orson that has nothing to do with barbecue. Two revelations in as many days. Linda Orson's a professional clown. Really. Not like make you laugh, although she'll make you laugh. Professional clown. Mike Mills sells dentures. Mama Shed is a clown. Really. Revelations. 
Uh, Sean Walchef from Behind the Smoke Podcast. Got to talk to him about his show and his uh, partner, Derek, how they hooked up, how they started the show, why they wanted to start the show, how he took his breakfast-only restaurant, converted it into a barbecue-slash-sports-entertainment bar and restaurant. That was a great second day. Learned a lot the second day. And then the third day, let it off with none other than Jess Pryles, Hardcore Carnivore. This book is out, by the way, if you want to check it out. Then we move to my main man, my mile-high pards, GQ, Jason Ganahl from GQ Barbecue, laid it down. And then closed it out with Kel Phelps and Doug Shiding, embedded Texas correspondent. Couldn't not do a segment with Dougie. In his backyard, he was there with Team Traeger, so pulled him off. You can go back. If you didn't get the shows live, they're on my Facebook page, and they are in the podcast feed. So if you haven't subscribed to the show, I mean, what are you waiting for? You can get nine additional hours of the Barbecue Central show last week. Nine additional hours. Then, meeting fans. People coming up to me. Are you Greg Rempe? Yep. Hey, I love your show. I'm very happy that you do this show. I listen to it on the way to work. People from Texas, people from Chicago. I think my my guy, was it Brian from uh, California? People from all over. Blowing my mind that they listened to the show. It was unbelievable. And in the grand scheme of things, I think it goes off without a hitch. It's very well put together. It allows the digital media folks to get together. Got to spend a lot of time with um, got to spend a lot of time with Yanni and Stover from uh, Best Barbecue. Let me tell you something. Yanni's mustache is the real deal. That thing is a tickler now. I'm not even lying. Stover is a character putting together that show, but very excited to hang out with those guys and kind of forge some media relationships there. So there could be a lot of in-kind stuff going on behind the scenes that you may or may never know about. But we are affirmed to push the barbecue agenda, and we're going to bring all of you kicking and screaming whether you like it or not. So thanks to Stuart Meyer. Thanks to Angela Iverson. Thanks to Linda. Thanks to everybody involved with NBBQA that allowed us to come out and take part and cover that uh, convention last week. Uh, by and large, a success. A lot of work for me. Not a lot of partying or anything like that. A lot of uh, get in the hotel room and edit stuff. A lot of Recorded audio stuff, a lot of doing live show stuff, which was all part of it, I guess. Not a lot of hangout, go to the bar and get est faced stuff. Didn't do that a lot or all. But it was worth it. When you're going to work, you put in the work. 13 hours is going to conclude right now. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Again, thanks to uh, Stuart Meyer. And everybody over at MBBQA for letting the show come and hang out and broadcast from there. Hopefully you got value out of it, because I did. 
Hey, we always believe that outdoor cooking should be easy. Well, the Barbecue Guru can make it easier than ever before with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. The Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. This means smarter control, greater freedom with automatic control. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the Monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pit master. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill and can serve the tastiest, juicy meals each and every time. We call that consistency. By the way, if you have an existing Barbecue Guru pit temperature control controller, you don't have to buy anything else. The Monolith Grill comes with the fan built in, hook up the controller, and you are off and running. By the way, brand new product from Barbecue Guru, the Rib Rack Ring or the Rib Ring. Check it out. They're selling out. I think he's getting new rings in next week, or maybe it was Thursday. I forget what Bob told me about on the email, but genius concept. He said they were flying off the shelves last week after he introduced it. The rib ring. Check it out. Barbecue Guru. That's BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU. And we're back to wrap the show right after this. This is Huck Jr., the host of In the Hut. And you listen to the Barbecue Central Radio Network. All barbecue and grilling all the time. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today. Craig Rimpey. All right, welcome back. Email from John Dawson. Subject line, live where? Rems, congrats on the Herculean live broadcast effort last week. I have one small question. Where would a guy have seen or heard the aforementioned shows? What are you talking about, John? I only mention it every Tuesday on this show for a freaking month. Broadcasting live to Facebook and on the audio stream, as mentioned a number of times. I'm bummed that I missed you blowing the lid off the very foundations of barbecue broadcast. <laughs> Come on! Yeah, I did mention it, like, for a month, but... And it was on Facebook, so you wouldn't have seen it anyway, but it's in the podcast, so, you know, it was there. We did it. 13 hours. This will conclude 13 hours of live barbecue broadcasting over the last seven days. But I'll take Herculean effort each and every time. All right. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Joey Machado, B&B Charcoal, bbcharcoalproducts.com. Check them out. Academy Sports pretty much has their products all over the place. Then we talked with Brett Galloway, State Cook-Off Association. Recap some of the State Cook-Off Association stuff that I saw while I was in Fort Worth. And he recapped being in Australia. He's kind of tired. He's got some events coming up this weekend as well, so check them out. Uh, We talked with Tyson Traeger about woodpelletproducts.com, his brand of pellet-fired patio heaters and outdoor biomass Uh, outdoor kitchens or outdoor ovens. Don't forget, you can take part in a 20% price savings on any of those products for the next week 
with code BBQ, the numeral four, the letter U. BBQ, the number four, the letter U, get you 20% off of anything at woodpelletproducts.com. I will keep you reminded about that. And don't forget, for the podcasters and the live listeners, 10% off of anything at southsidemarket.com. That's southsidemarket.com. Enter promo code BBQ Central for 10% off of anything purchased there. Big show lined up for you next week. Usually we have Stephen Reichland on the third Tuesday, but we will load him in for next week. And I will get to recap the final parts of NBBQA as well. September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.